Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Now, let's welcome today's guest, Bob Hooley. How are you, Bob? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you doing? Doing great. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? All right. Well, I'm Bob Hooley from a little town called Egermont in northern Alberta. I have been a, a speaker for almost 30 years now, and I've been a writer for about 20 of those years. Fantastic. You've written maybe 30 to 40 to 50 books, judging by your website. So uh, you have well, a lot yeah, to I've share. Done about 30 business and, and career and leadership success books. And then uh, during the pandemic, I actually started a new thing called pandemicpublishers.com, where I played with the journals and did 24 of those in a month just to keep my brain active. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, pr- probably no one knows more about creating an effective title and tagline than someone who's written so many books. Tell us, what is your process for creating titles and taglines? Well, I think usually what I do is uh, sometimes the title comes to me before the book, and sometimes the, the title comes from going through the body of material, and, and I, you know, I'll brainstorm it, play with it, sometimes play with the words. Uh, sometimes I'll say, okay, if I, if I change it so that it's this, like, for example, the book I'm working on right now is a two-volume set called Sales Success Secrets, Idea Rich Secret Selling Tips. It's based on three years of writing that I did back in 2007 to 2009 where I did a, a bi-weekly secret selling tip issue uh, to about five or six major companies, about 6,000 salespeople every every two weeks. So, you know, part of that is like how do you bring together what it is? And the other thing that I tell people when I'm talking about this is sometimes the title is the last thing that you do. Just like the introduction is the last thing that you write. Because by the time you finish writing your book, then you know what you're talking about. So you can go back and write the introduction. You may start with that, and that gives you a, a direction to go towards. But by the time you finish writing it, sometimes it's changed. Because you've changed in the writing. And sometimes a better title comes uh, when you're doing it. I always have a working title. <clears throat> and I tell people when you're starting to write, you know, put on your, your uh, email, author of the forthcoming whatever your working title is, and then, you know, you can you can change it when you get, finally get to publishing. Because a lot of times that's that's exactly what happens. A lot of the popular books have changed their titles. Bob, are there any do's and don'ts for taglines? Okay, the tagline is sometimes the most important part of your cover because it really encapsulates what the book is about. You know, the title, the title grabs their attention. And sometimes the shorter the title, the better. But the tagline is what it tells you what the book is about. Like, for example, the one over my shoulder, Speaking for Success, the tagline is Techniques to Master Your Message and Power Up Your Presentations, which is the how-do portion of that. Are there any do's and don'ts uh, that you would recommend? Well, uh, don't make it too long. Don't make it too vague. Make it as as clear and to the point as you can. In other words, if you were saying to somebody, I'm writing a book about, would the tagline explain that? 
Mm -hmm. The tagline needs to be really clear to say, oh, that's what the book's all about. Great. You know, a lot of people get uh, more credibility in their book when they get forwards and endorsements and reviews and testimonials. Can you tell us how uh, effective ways to get forwards uh, for your books? Well, I think the easiest way is just ask somebody. <laughs> I mean, it sounds silly to say that, but uh, I have been able to get forwards for, for my book simply by approaching people that I know. Some of them I know in the business. Some of them have been people that uh, are very well known in the business, and I just simply approach them and say, here's what I'm doing. I'm writing this particular book. Uh, would you do something for me? For example, one of the ones that I did a couple of years ago was called, uh, hang on, I'll just grab it for you. It's called, it's called Think Beyond the First Sale. And I approached Bill Comrie, who was the one of the clients that I worked with that had the largest uh, retail uh, retail company in Canada, retail furniture company in Canada, and said, Bill, uh, you know me because we worked together for four or five years. Would you write the book, uh, the foreword for my book on sales? And he was very pleased to do that, which made it relevant and made it credible. What should be in a foreword? Uh, just a little bit about the person little bit about their experience with what you're talking about and something that whets the appetite uh, for the reader. For example, um, Peter Legg, who's a CPA, CSP, wrote the, wrote the, the foreword for Speaking for Success, and he talked a little bit about his, his own journey as a speaker and also said, Bob will teach you something that will help you get where you need to go. You know, his recommendation is buy this book because it's well written, and as he said, You'll learn from Bob because I am, or something to that effect. Great. Uh, you know, everyone has long bios. Uh, all, of, all of my clients, all the authors I know have bios that go on for pages and pages. But, of course, in a book, there's only so little space you have either on the back cover or flyleaf or in one page in the book itself. What advice do you have for writing an effective bio that actually brings business to people Okay, well, I think there's, there's two you've mentioned. The one on the back of the book is, is really short and to the point that says, who is this writer, what does he know, and why should I, why should I read it? Uh, the one inside the book, and, and here's a tip, put it at the back of your book, not the front of your book. Uh, put it at the back of the book so that uh, people will read it when they get to it. But also, it can be a little longer and talk about your experience and some of your credibility, uh, why you're writing about this book and why people should read it. But the reason I say don't put it in the front of the book is if you have a book on Amazon, they allow people to, to do a little bit of a review of the first couple of chapters, and you don't want the first couple of chapters to be about you. You want it to be about the book, so they'll buy the rest of the book. Right. You raise a really good point there about the Amazon look inside feature. Um, I've seen people use that feature to really upsell their consulting services or their speaking services with uh, direct calls to action, almost sales sheets. Uh, what, what are your feelings about that? Well, um, I haven't, but uh, thinking about it, that could be a logical. If somebody's looking at your book and interested, you know, maybe to say, by the way, I also do this would be a good way. Because again, as a book, when you're writing a book, that's a credibility piece to say, I'm the author of this book and here's why I can be brought in to, to speak to your group or I can be working with you to consult, to help you get better, to help you build your business. You know, for example, one of the things that, that Bill uh, said in the foreword for Thinking Beyond the First Sale is, is I helped him move his business 
to the billion dollar sales level. You know, boom. You know, that's something that that he said I did, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also shared a story of he was doing a speech and I, I gave him some coaching on it. And the end result of the idea that he applied made him $12 million. Hmm. Wow. I so, wish I'd charged a percentage. <laughs> <laughs> some people do. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you raised a good point there about testimonials. You, you, gave, you just gave a ver- an example of a very good testimonial that showed you were, you were directly responsible and there was a number attached to $12 million in sales. Uh, what other ideas or features should be in a testimonial that give them credibility? And what uh, testimonials are really weak or totally ineffective? Well, I think the weak ones are, yeah, I really enjoyed reading Bob's book, blah, blah, blah. You know, what, what you need is somebody who's read the book or has heard you speak and then you're applying it there and actually done something with what you told them. You know, I, I went home and I applied what Bob taught me and blah, blah, blah. You know, this was the result. You know, that, that, that sells both your credibility, it sells the books, and it, it makes it relevant because then the people reading it go, Oh, maybe that would help me too. Perfect. What other ideas do you have for launching books? Well, you can do a soft launch, which is what a lot of people do. Uh, or you can, you know, do where you just sort of put it out there and get people to talk about it loosely and do it. Or you can do a hard launch where you, you work your network and get your network to actually start promoting it. So that you say, okay, uh, March 10th, I'm going to launch my book. Here's some coffee for you and give people various kinds of coffee, you know, short stuff. Here's something for Twitter. Here's something for LinkedIn. Here's something for Facebook. And and get people to commit to talking up your book and sharing uh, about your book. I've seen that done. That's that's the way a lot of people do, you know, the bestseller campaigns is, is they get a number of people just to push the book for a very short period of time. Uh, now, the sad part of that is, you know, those, those bestseller things sound nice, but they don't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an author of a best-selling book that was a bestseller for five seconds on, on Amazon. But uh, you want something that has credibility, but it's a great way to do that in terms of getting exposure so that people know your book exists and uh, get it out there. One of the things that I do for mine, for example, is I will regularly uh, take the book, put the cover, take some of the, uh, the write-up on the book and with a link to the book on Amazon and put it on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Just just every so often say, here's a book, maybe it's one I've already done way back when, and I'm just re- reintroducing it, or here's a brand new one, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Again, if people have never heard of you, they'll, they won't listen to you, they won't hire you, and they won't read you. <laughs> right. Um, you <clears throat> Keywords play an important part in people finding you either on Amazon or Google. Uh, how would you... F- find the best keywords for your books? Well, I think one thing you can do is use the Google Google keyword sections uh, to see what people are searching for. Because it, it, on your particular topic, and specifically if you get narrow on your topic, what are people looking for when they're doing, doing searches online? Can you and give us, a, can you give us an example? certain words, mm-hmm. then can you incorporate them into your book, into either into your title, into the description, or or into the other aspect, just like you do on a website. Great. Can you give us an example of, uh, say, something you've done for your books on keyword analysis? Well, you know, like, for example, uh, the one behind me, Speaking for Success, you know. Uh, part of the idea behind there was techniques to master your message. 
because people are looking on how to be better in speaking, how to master what they're delivering. And they want to they want to be better in their presentation. So I just I played with the words in terms of master your message, but also power up your presentations. There was how do you how do you speak with power? How do you speak with presence? How do you speak with uh, with something that catches people's attention mm -hmm. and, and bring that into what you're doing. Because if you're not telling people where to find you and what to look for, they'll, they'll find somebody else. They'll hire somebody else. They'll, they'll buy somebody else's book. Well, great. Um, are there any differences between a print version of a book and an E version of a book? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of differences, differences in the layout for one, uh, print version, as you know, you, you, you've got, you can have pictures and, and script beside it and, and those kinds of things. Whereas on ebooks, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to look at, for example, if you're using Smashwords or, uh, or Kindle, both of them have their requirements for ebooks in terms of what the style needs to be. You know, like one thing I do, for example, is I, I take out bullet points on an ebook because they, they tend to move things over and you have a, something that doesn't read well. So you, once you've done one or two, you're, you're pretty good. But make sure you, you look at it to see what it looks like, on, like, for example, on your phone. That's probably the smallest uh, screen that you can look at. What does it look like? How does it read? And keep it simple. For example, if you have a picture, the picture's there, the script goes below it, not beside it. Hmm. You know, just, so you just need to format it accordingly. Right. right. In my case, what I do is I, because I love to see a physical book, I, even if I'm doing a book that's going to basically be an ebook, I, I do it as a print book, so I print one for me. And if people want to buy it, they can buy it. But then I go through and I take out all the all the things and I adjust the pictures and I take out the bullet points and, and whatever to make it easy to read so that if somebody has it on their tablet or their phone, it makes it an easy read for them. Good point. Um, you know, I'm wondering um, about... Uh, the whole idea of pandemic publishing, uh, great title. What is different uh, about publishing during these strange times, and what do you see as a new normal resulting from these times? Well, I think, so amazingly enough, uh, book sales have gone up during the pandemic, both, uh, uh, you know, at the bookstores, the ones that are still open, and even the ones on sale online. Online sales have increased. Uh, ebooks have definitely increased. My wife goes through probably one ebook a day on her tablet, um, which is usually, usually she does but one every couple of days normally. But because uh, people they they need to do something to keep their minds active, and sitting there just watching TV all day doesn't work for a lot of people. So uh, I think if you're smart, you can market your books to people that are sitting at home. Uh, you can, if you're, for example, I, I do things. My books are primarily uh, on the business side, business and leadership side. Um, just because we're going through a pandemic doesn't mean that as a leader, you're out of business. Sometimes you've got more work to do in in challenging your team, keeping them focused, keeping them working, and and trying to keep your company going. So maybe I can be more beneficial to them now than I could have been two years ago. But I need to let them know. Good point. Uh, Bob, as we wrap up here, uh, can you tell us who your ideal client is and how can they get in touch with you? Well, the biggest, the easiest way to get in touch with me is on my my speaker website. 
is ideaman.net, or you can also get a hold of me through my publishing uh, website, which is successpublications.ca. Excellent. Thanks for being uh, with us today, Bob. All the pleasure is mine, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.